0: This is the Tom Anderson Show broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local 7 to 9 a.m. Monday through Friday right here on KVNT 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic, and weather. Streaming live online at TomAndersonShow.com Phone lines are open. Dial 907-357-5868 That's 357-5868 Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better good morning America here's Tom Anderson
1: well thank you Eric Abram out of the great city of Las Vegas and good morning Eric got a new gig I saw that on Facebook that he is now back into the radio I don't want to say disc jockey world but he basically said oh I'm on a show now in Vegas and I don't know what that means if it's a show like yours and mine Tom hmm. good morning Tom Steiglman or if he's a, a personality like you do on other hours of right. KFC I'm not sure but I know Eric does voiceovers. He's done a bunch of different voiceovers over his careers in his 50s. And I think he was an actor on General Hospital and some other shows back in his 20s. And he's just got a good voice. He wow. he has helped us with a few. And, of course, sure. we heard Bev standing yesterday who's suing TikTok. That was she's a great a, interview. That yeah, was a lot of fun. She's a voiceover. And she she said thanks to both Toms for helping facilitate that yesterday. I think she's going to make a mint. Stoltz wrote to me, Bill Stoltz, former state senator, and he's going to call in this morning, first hour, to talk about baseball. But I'm going to ask him about his cousin because mm-hmm. he texted me and said, "My cousin's the one that does Yahoo." Oh, really? I can't do. It. Well, and 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 made some money from it. Yeah. And and he said, "It's Bev's case is not reminiscent of his cousin, but if if Bill's listening, he can delineate what he was talking about." But I right. just think that's cool. Yeah. You know, yeah, that w- when you get paid for it. Yeah, exactly. Not when you don't.
2: Yeah. Now, I've had the case where, you know, I've had uh, people call me and ask, hey, you know, how are you doing the ads for those guys on the other radio stations and stuff? But it, in my case, it was just happened to be somebody who sounded a lot like
1: me. Oh, so. wow. <laughs> because I was going to say you do Because, a, you
2: know, it's a golden voice. So, you <laughs> know, everybody wants it. Yeah. People
1: have got goosebumps when you talk. That's without that's saying. Right. But but let's talk about that. So you do quite a few ads. You're, you're right. a voiceover. You're a pro. You're in the business. Mm-hmm. So I hear you do the, uh, the what, what's the sh- the show where you can get the discount?
2: Oh, the tradio thing that we have on our. You stations. have tradio,
1: so you're a personality on KFC on that one, and then and right. then I hear you do you do the uh, the station IDs, so you do that for kvT But then, what do you do for for radio ads? Because I hear you all the time.
2: Yeah, there's well, I mean, it just depends on the client that's coming in, but you know, I, there's some national ones that I do too. Uh, I mean, not national network wise, but I mean, you know, lower forty-eight stations. In
1: other words, like them. hey, we're Sonic out of state. I'm making right. that up, but, and you're like Sonic Alaska, and you're yeah. doing – Exactly, and I'm
2: like, yeah, you know, Sonic Denver or something like. that. Got it. So you know, I'll no,
1: that that's kind of very line. cool. And yeah. you and you have all the equipment in the studio there. And then the other thing is, how does someone? Someone just texted me, how do they get a signed autograph photo? I have about a hundred of them. And I've sold them to all the male prisons across the nation who purchased (laughs) them happily. (laughs) Yeah,
2: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I just, sorry folks, a little prison humor. uh, Cash bills. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Is what I'll take.
1: No, but I think it's cool how the voiceover structure works and whether it's within a a radio studio Mm -hmm. or it's outsourced like what Bev and so many others that I work with do, I think ultimately it's a fun niche area. And for instance, Mike Baker's a client and and we've got the Denali uh, health uh, healthcare services where they have this new pediatric neurologist. And then he has uh, sleep centers of, of Alaska where, you know, if you're snoring or have a problem, well, I've written two scripts, one to say, hey, announcing this new pediatric doctor. For, for Denali Healthcare, we're going to get that recorded today and sent to you because we're yeah. putting it on your stations. That's a high five that he wants to move forward. And then, and then on the other one, I made it a joke, which is, hey, quit snoring. I'm the Sandman. Yeah. So I'm going to get a female <laughs> for the Denali Healthcare, maybe a Bev. Maybe not because she's do, does Capstone and, and Alpen Glow, sure. but and then and then we'll get a funny character voice for Hey, I'm the Sandman.
2: Right? Yeah, yeah I keep hearing
1: you snoring. And Mike liked both both the scripts. So then we get those done. Then William Bradford, our our boy Wonder producer, puts the music in and does all that. And, and there's a long process, and not to bore people, but if you ever hear a radio ad, it's more than just doing it. Yeah, it's, it's a script. It's a music sound bed. It's the voiceover. It may be how you have to revise the voiceover. Then it's adding the music in. What if it's my gecko ad with uh, or my donut uh, donut king ad? I'm an aardvark. Uh right. We we had to buy three sound beds for that and put in special effects. I mean, there's a lot of crap involved. Yeah, for, it's not uh, just reading
2: it. Yeah, it's not. It takes longer than uh, sixty seconds to make those sixty yeah. second commercials.
1: So so on this one, you know, you'll hear that soon enough on this station and on Tom's KFC and others. Well, this is Tom's too, but I mean, uh, you know, all the different stations. So sorry, that's just a little glimpse into how our ad agency works by the way i've been dealing in a good way we're hiring new web developers hired one yesterday and hired a graphic designer part-time and then we've got another um it, it actually lila knows them in the philippines brilliant uh web developers and i'm negotiating with them because we'd love to open an office in the philippines mm-hmm. and cater not so much to the philippines because there's not a lot of big money Sorry, but I mean, if someone has a, I have a lemonade stand, I always use that example. I mean, how much can they afford for a website? A few hundred. I mean, I'm not going to make any profit from that, but what these Philippine hardworking folks can do where the average wage is 500 or 750 a a month, Mm -hmm. what they could do for us is we could do Optima Philippines and then offer that to ad agencies in the United States and the UK and Canada and Australia who Hmm. don't have web developers. You and I have been talking to you. You've been helping me. We're looking for web developers for Optima. So that may be a way to do it as long as they're competent and ethical. And my point is all those have layers. For those of you in the ad agency world or you've hired one, websites are way more complicated and video production is way more complicated than a radio ad there are so many layers of branding. Let me just tell you, my days are long and you get that Tom, because you're part of branding, aren't you? Right. So it's yeah, Alaska. And- we do Pip printing, Yeah, Absolutely. The, all of them. I mean, uh, there, there's so many facets to it. Uh,
2: there, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it because you want to be sure that you got the right message. It's clear. It's concise. It's going to be an attention grabber. You're hired, and, man. You're giving yeah. me goosebumps. <laughs> well, I was going to – but what I'm saying is if you're a business owner out there, that's why you need to call people like Tom at Optima and let them do all that legwork for you because it's not as easy as, like I said earlier, is 60-second ads aren't created in 60 seconds. No
1: way. <laughs> that's the darn truth. Folks, stay with us. It's 14 minutes after the hour. Happy Friday. Tom Anderson Show. Tom Anderson Show.
0: This is The Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m.,
1: Monday through Friday. We're back, brothers and sisters, with a little ACDC. Tom Steigman, Tom Anderson, welcome you. Right now, we're air guitaring. I'm air drumming, and people are singing.
2: I can hear them. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. So, a lot of things happening, like I say, every single morning show because there's always news. There's always stuff that affects you and me. Maybe not on your drive. It's not winter. But one thing that bugs me, is looking at ADN.com, Associated Press reporting, the good old CDC, Tom, mm-hmm. says Florida lawsuit imperils summer cruises to Alaska. US officials say Florida's lawsuit against the federal government over conditions for cruise lines to resume sailing could threaten plans to restart cruising in Alaska. AP press reports that Florida sued the Biden administration to throw out requirements called a conditional sailing order that were imposed on cruise lines before they can sail in US waters for the first time March 2020. Basically they said, "Hey, the those requirements are not fair, they're arbitrary." they're they're too entangled in logistics to comply with you're going to decimate our industry as a result because we're going to have to shutter everything the centers for disease control and prevention say that congress effectively ratified the conditional sailing order when it passed a law last month to let cruise ships resume trips from Washington state to Alaska if florida wins an injunction blocking the cdc order it would end cruising in Alaska for the season, lawyers for the agency says, because the bill pushed by Alaska Republicans' delegation hinges on the CDC order being in effect. Okay, mm. that gets a little confusing. So, in other words, what they're saying is Florida's suing, and if Florida wins, I thought CDC said okay. I thought Biden said you can resume cruising. Right. Normally, Florida DeSantos conservative, pro-commerce. The minute I read the article, I'm like, well, no, they're on our side. Maybe they're not. If Florida wins an injunction blocking the CDC order, it would end cruising for Alaska. So Florida's lawsuit's bad.
2: Florida's lawsuit's bad, yeah, because the CDC order is a condition for the cruise ships to be able to come to Alaska. So, I see. So if Florida blocks that condition, then, then they can't, then we can't meet it, and then it stops the cruises up here is what
1: it sounds like. Alaska is estimating that cruising can basically contributes $3 billion a year to our state economy. Alaska sided with Florida in the CDC lawsuit April 20th, and Texas, another state with a large cruise industry. So one month later, Congress passed legislation allowing large ships to bypass Canada this year. A law dating back to 1886. What that must be the Jones Act. Alaska's attorney general complained in a court filing this week about the CDC's constantly morphing orders, restrictions, and guidance for large cruise ships. Yeah, that makes sense. Florida lawyers also said in a filing this week that granting Florida's wish to block the CDC regulation of the cruising restart would undermine public confidence in cruising. Yeah, that's, it gets a bit, Confusing. Alaska does not prohibit businesses from requiring employees or customers to receive the COVID-19 vaccination. They don't, they don't prohibit a business saying you have to get the vaccination. In other words, businesses can do that. A draft agreement between the state Norwegian cruise lines and several Southeast Alaska cruise ports states that, all Norwegian passengers and crew members must be vaccinated and Norwegian passengers, not Norwegian by descent, <laughs> but, uh, that work for that cruise line or, are, are on it. What do you think when it comes to mandated vaccinations, Tom? I, that, that's a
2: touchy deal. It's uh, I mean, we're not going to do it at Christian broadcasting. I'm not going to mandate something like that for our employees. I think it's a bad policy, you know, all the way around. Um, you know, I'm sure there's concerns. I mean, I can understand some of the concerns. I suppose on the business side of things, they're trying to reduce liability and, you know, save working hours and those kind of things. I would guess is what the reasoning is. But uh, uh, mandate that somebody's going to do that, especially
1: know. when a lot of people have already done it. They say what half of the right. adults have done it over a certain age. I was reading, and if that's the case, beyond herd immunity, where everyone gets it and then they're immune to it, right? A lot of people have had the vaccination. COVID is the, the rates and cases are going yeah. down.
2: And then what do you do with uh, you know an employee that has adverse reactions to vaccines and stuff? Hey, sorry, you're out of luck. You know, <laughs> then the employer is going to get sued.
1: <laughs> and, and, and what if you have passengers? What if 75% of your cruise your passengers have the vaccination? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're going to shut it down or you're going to not, not allow the cruise because 25% don't. Uh, I just, that's where this mandated stuff, I don't dig. I don't think they should have shut down Anchorage uh, businesses. I wouldn't have as mayor. Right. I would have had protocols for hand-washing masks, but I wouldn't have shut down. Although it's hindsight's 2020. Sure. Right. It's easy. Yeah. I mean,
2: that's. Easy to be the quote armchair quarterback at that point. And say but,
1: I wouldn't have shut down, but I mean, most cities did shut down at least a few weeks. It was pretty right. serious. Remember, yeah. So I mean, but, it, n- but not
2: the extended. Well, I guess you know some of them did do you know the long, but extended, not like, like Anchorage. The no, camp.
1: Anchorage was, was a was a nightmare. Right. For it, it, imagine owning Steigerman's, uh, you know, deli. Imagine owning Steiglman's Pizza Parlor. Imagine, God, I'm hungry now. (laughs)
2: Right. Yeah. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, some of the issues with that was, uh, you know, and probably hopefully learning, you know, God forbid something like this happens again in the future. But, uh, you know, just be a little more consistent in those orders, you know, as they're coming out. I mean, you can't, uh, you know, say, well, you know, if, uh, you know, you're under 18, you know, you're fine to go out and about, but if you're over 25, you know, you have to wear a mask, but kids don't have to. And it was just so confusing and big stores could be open, but small mom and pops with, you know, less traffic can't be, you know, it's, you yeah. know, it's, it's just got to be all across the board in my mind. And that would have, I think, been easier on people. And then with the constant emergency orders that came out, uh, as they were listed on the Anchorage website, you know, from the mayoral office, it was like, you know, okay, here's EO nineteen. Well, we're gonna modify EO thirteen, which is still in effect, which, you know, daisy chained back to EO four and EO three. It's like if you're gonna put on a new emergency order, could you just tell it like it is so we don't have to go back and look at With orders number. three, four, and seven?
1: Yeah, it was very it was very <laughs> complicated. No, that's a that's but, a great recap of it in the frustrated way but, that but government but the complication can
2: be. portion was probably a benefit to the politicians because people couldn't figure it out, so they just had to do what they said.
1: As a ma- <laughs> as a manager and a, and a parishioner at Anchorage Baptist Temple, mm-hmm. tell me what you went through. You manage CBI Media, multiple radio stations, right. multiple staff, and then you're also a parishioner. You live near the ABT. You live in East Anchorage, so you're going to church every. You've done that for sure. decades. How did that affect you first as a manager, and then and then how did that affect ABT? How did you go to church? Uh,
2: We I went to church as normal. Uh, I never wore a mask in church. Uh, you know they you know certainly but you, i thought you we, couldn't we were,
1: go in i thought you had to do it outside like a drive drive in movie started
2: started off with a drive drive in thing um is what they did at abt um and then did that for a few weeks and then it was like well you know what we're meeting inside anyway and so we just started doing it um and
1: dr prevo was there then or was he at liberty by well, then
2: well he he was attending he wasn't uh uh the lead pastor at the time so it was this is you know ron Hoffman's decision um, so we opened up, uh, but it was interesting, uh, you know, that while Kreiner's Diner was getting dinged and had the inspectors and everything there and some of the other businesses had inspectors showed up. I don't think anybody from the Muni went to ABT and wrote them up or anything like that because, uh, you know, the Muni didn't want to go after, in my opinion, the Muni wasn't going after anybody that had the money to fight back.
1: Yeah, no, that makes you know, sense. That makes sense. And
2: because they knew that ABT had... You know they've got some funds and reserves, and they could take it to court if they wanted to.
1: And and do you work for Ronaldo Herr Hoffman, the pastor? No. So you're separate. No, I yeah,
2: Christian Broadcasting. I don't work for the church. Uh, We you know, whatever money that we're fortunate enough to make each year doesn't support ABT. Uh, anytime somebody hears a church ad on the air on KVNT or any of our stations, the church is paying for those. I mean, it's a business relationship.
1: <laughs> and so as a manager, we're, we're tenants. <laughs> what, what did you guys do? What did, So the first part of the question was, how did it affect you? Did, right. did you, did you wear a mask? Did you say, Hey, at least bring in some hand sanitizer? Yeah, you know,
2: we made hand sanitizer available at our studios. We had Lysol, those kind of things. Um, we didn't, we never wore masks.
1: Um, you you were work. on the list and I was on the list. What it wasn't critical service. What was the label if you were allowed to like plumbers, doctors, they were allowed. Right. To, I forget the term it, they
2: used. Yeah, the it uh, wasn't critical uh, essential.
1: Yeah, essential. So, yeah, you, so
2: media personalities were considered essential persons. So
1: you got to go in and you right. didn't shut down. Yeah. But
2: you know, as we had people that uh you know didn't feel well, those kind of things, uh, you know, we certainly made them stay home you know, and and they work from home. And
1: I remember you had people in your team that had COVID that stayed home and it didn't spread them and you did everything the right way. So no, I mean,
2: it was just the common sense stuff and it was fine.
1: Yeah, no, that's well, that's memory lane and it's not such a great memory for some of us. What's interesting is how many people, Tom, I'll leave you with this and we'll come back and get into some other news, but I'll leave everybody with this. There is a bumper sticker out there that says, uh, and I can't quote it perfect, but dear God, please give us another North Slope oil, you know, that that we can, what do they say, squander waste. I can't remember how, it's a funny bumper sticker, but you know what, now you're going to see that with COVID. Because I have more friends that own businesses that did better last year Mm -hmm. than worse. Even Optima, yeah. we didn't do very we didn't have a bad year. Right. We had a you know d- decent to good year because our clients stayed and we picked up some sure. because of COVID branding. So it wasn't all bad for everybody. I'm not talking about health. I'm talking about commerce. Don't let people fool you to say it decimated everybody. Restaurants, yes. Many other businesses, no. Mm-hmm. They thrived, especially with federal grants. Right. Okay, stay with us, my friends. Tom and Tom will be right back. Happy Friday.
0: This is The Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday.
1: Hey, we are back 34 minutes after the hour. Happy Friday. Remember, our show is on Monday through Friday right here on KVNT. You have options, folks, 1020 a.m., 92.5 FM. You have, our, our obviously, the website TomAndersonShow.com, which goes to the KVNT station, 1020KVNT.com. I, I don't give you the KVNT one, sorry, Tom, the boss, but because it's hard to remember, and TomAndersonShow.com goes to KVNT's website. So it's all connected. Like our Facebook pages, KVNT, Tom Anderson Show. We have a YouTube channel. I'm about to post the Bev standing suing TikTok, kind of breaking news. She's done a couple interviews, but not as comprehensive as this one yesterday. Right. Uh, Tom and I listened to that with great interest. Her, her background, she was basically TikTok copied her voice. And she's a buddy, so I'm, you know, excited when you have an inside scoop on something. Like when we talk about Dr. Prevo, Tom's friend, and Liberty College, and and little things where we have contacts and we can give you some breaking news. And so, long story short, we're going to have a YouTube video up later on the Tom Anderson Show, and you might want to listen to that and see. So put that together. But in the meantime, we were talking about cruise ships. We were talking about all sorts of fun things. I got to tell you something about today. Tom has been playing the ad Alpen Glow Women's Health. You've got mm-hmm. a couple doctors and you got Megan who's a midwife. Someone told me that Megan, one of the owners, has delivered more kids like a record number of kids. And she used wow. to work at, at the Matt Valley, the hospital out here and they open up and glow women's health OBGYN. You know, you can get for ladies, you can get your annuals, you can do stuff before you get pregnant. When you're pregnant, after all that female stuff, Tom and I wouldn't know about, but we brought our wives to the doctor for mm-hmm. as they get their checkups. Lila's been there. Lila's had kids. Tom's wife obviously had kids. I mean, we've been through that. And so it's nice to have, um, a, a female-centric practice. Right. Dr. Dan Schubert's there, by the way, OBGYN. There is a guy, and then there's a, a female doctor and the female midwife. Some women don't care about that. Some say, I got to have a female. They've got that, Dr. Cassandra. Yeah, Cassandra Cook, that's who Lila saw. And, and my point is not just to rave about this. They're part of Capstone. They're in the Capstone building in Wasilla, also a sponsor. Capstone Faith based, great, awesome medical practice. They're the ones with COVID-secure The application you use at the airport and ASD, Mike Mm Robbins sent me a thing, Anchorage School District yesterday said, remember, you can get your vaccination um, at Capstone. So Capstone's tying in with Anchorage Police Department and the school districts. And I'm very proud of them. They're at all the airports. And this is a faith-based, partly military-owned practice, you know, conservative good practice. I'm very proud to work with them. I I know Tom has helped with the ads and everything else. So the point... Alpenglow women's health in the Valley. So even if you're an Eagle river, Chugach, it's like midnight sun oncology pop in. It's 20 minute drive. They're going to have their open house this afternoon and they're going to have uh food trucks and uh, all sorts of fun things for family. And it's going to be a nice day. I know right. that they woke up everybody with an event, right? You wake up and say, please God yeah. have <laughs> a sunny day. Well, it's a nice day. So you hear the ads, and in fact, can you just grab that? We're going to do sure. just one more time. Let's play that, and then we're going to get to an NPR clip. People are like, yuck, play the Alpenglow ad. Just kidding. NPR is liberal. But let's play that ad first.
3: the Women's Health invites you to a special event. Alpenglow is celebrating its first year in the Valley and wants to thank all of its patients and the whole Matsu community for their support through this last year. Managing owners, Dr. Dan Schubert, Dr. Cassandra Cook, and certified nurse midwife Meg Ferguson hope you can stop by this Friday, June 4th, from 2 to 6 p.m. Alpenglow is located within the Capstone Clinic building in Wasilla, 3122 East Meridian Park Loop, Suite 3. Bring your family. Face painting for the kids. Food trucks galore. MJ's, Busy Bakes and Things, Becky's Kettle Corn, AAA Soul Food, and On a Whim Hot Dog Truck. We'll have giveaways for Alpenglow swag, gift baskets, a 3D ultrasound, and even a vasectomy procedure from Capstone founder, Dr. Wade Erickson. Happy birthday, Alpenglow Women's Health. One year down, many more years of quality women's health care to go. Online at alpenglowak.com. See you Friday. See see
1: you today. Tom and I, of course, we're laughing at one thing. Yes. We're laughing at... And a vasectomy by Wade Erickson, you're not going to get it there in front of everybody screaming. (laughs) It's if you want one, you can try to, you know, I mean, they're, they're not cheap and they're not expensive, but I mean, they're right in that realm where if you can get it covered, why not? Sure. No, thanks for me.
2: Yeah. It's i I I've been through that and you uh, have had one. I have.
1: Oh yeah. man, no way. I don't want no needles down by my. I'll, I'll tell you private.
2: And it was one of the toughest experiences of my life because, uh, you know, I get the needle to numb things up. And so they give me some time and then the doctor comes in and starts it. And I'm wincing quite a bit. And I got a really high tolerance for pain. I don't. I, I have a, <laughs> yeah, I do. I a really high tolerance for pain, but I'm wincing. And so the doctor's like, oh, are you feeling that? I was like, yeah, I'm feeling everything you're doing. He's like, oh, well, that's a shame. And he just kept going. <laughs> so th- moral of the story is, that is go not- out and see these guys in the valley, yeah. not the guy in Anchorage. <laughs>
1: yeah. I was going to say that is not these guys because Wade right. Eric said, I had a friend who went and said it was great at, in the sense of no pain. Right. But no, but but that is where, uh, you know, the, the, they're on top of things and they have the newest and the greatest and the latest. And Lila went in for some stuff and everything's fine. And it was like, I'm proud of them. Mm-hmm. So the, and then Alpha go open. So go over there today, two to six next to capstone in the capstone facility there in Wasilla. Let's play this clip. We can get to most of it. And it's about Donald Trump and faith, but well, more so Republican GOP faith based, What's happening with the religious element of the GOP and how are we adjusting to less religious America? For the first time on record, a majority of Americans are not members of a church. That's according to a Gallup
0: survey from this spring. The numbers of American churchgoers have been declining for decades. So what does that mean for a political party that is especially dependent on white evangelical voters? NPR's Daniel Kurtzleben reports.
4: When Ronald Reagan accepted the 1980 Republican presidential nomination, he ended the speech with a request.
1: I've been a little afraid to suggest what I'm going to suggest I'm more afraid not to. Can we begin our crusade Join together in a moment of silent prayer?
4: It was the preface to a presidency that would help make white evangelicals the staunchly Republican voting bloc they are today. Fast forward to a 2016 campaign event when soon-to-be-President Donald Trump dismissed a key tenet of the Christian faith.
0: But have you ever asked God for forgiveness? (laughs)
4: I'm not sure I have. I just go and try and do a better job from there. I don't think so. Over the last decade, the share of Republicans who are church members fell from 75 to 65 percent, according to Gallup. That's a rapid fall, though it's still a solid majority. The key block of white evangelicals is also shrinking as a share of the population, while the share of religiously unaffiliated Americans grows. This makes religion one key part of a looming demographic challenge for Republicans— Whit Ayers is a Republican pollster.
2: Republicans clearly have a stronger hold among
5: the religiously affiliated, especially evangelical Protestants. And consequently, any decline in evangelical
6: Protestant affiliation is not good news for the GOP.
4: To Ayers, the upshot is that in the long term, Republicans will have to expand their reach by winning over younger voters and more of the growing Hispanic electorate. For now, though, the GOP has intensified its support among parts of its base. To Ayers, it's fair to say that religious rhetoric is being replaced by broader culture war issues.
5: While religiosity may be declining, people attracted to culturally conservative causes may not be cancel culture, TV shows and movies that exalt more left-wing values than cast
2: aspersions on uh, right-wing values.
4: Christian Gaffney, pastor at Expectation Church in Fairfax, Virginia, feels the pull of those cultural causes. Congregation members have pushed back when he has preached about things like masks as well as race. Conflict arises for him when congregants see their identities as partisan rather than as Christian.
2: I think it goes back to the idea of culture wars, the idea that everything is so polarized. And because there's this trajectory of polarization, Trump kind of gives a lightning rod for one of those polls, one of those. Yeah, sides. that's true.
1: And you can freeze it there. We'll post this clip on the podcast. Go to TomAndersonShow.com. Right, the main screen, if you're on a dash uh, desktop or a laptop, if you're on your phone, you scroll down like two inches and it says, podcast, listen here. And Tom gets me that, you know, by the end of the day, we'll have something up, and then you can look at the notes. Tom, would you agree that there is a religiosity, there, there's a there's a changing world? I mean, you're not going to disagree with the statistics, assuming they're correct, that less people are going to church. Mm-hmm. But how does the GOP, it's like Kelly Shabaka and, and Lisa Murkowski. I mean, some people adore Kelly uh, Chebacca. Others say she's an odd duck with the speaking in tongues, and some say weird person. Right. Others say brilliant person. Some say Lisa Murkowski's brilliant, kicked butt. Others say, no, she you know, she didn't support Kavanaugh on Trump. Some say Trump's not religious. You heard what he said. I've never asked for forgiveness from God. Mm-hmm. Really? Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's what we're dealing with.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's going to be... Uh... <laughs>
1: But he's endorsing uh, uh, Kelly Shabaka. Yeah, so it's going to be a tough voice.
2: dance for, uh, uh, you know, the Republican leadership uh, in the future.
1: Oh, man, it is for sure. Stay with us, my friends. Happy Friday. Tom Anderson show. This
0: is the Tom Anderson show broadcasting live from the KVNT
1: studios,
0: 7 to 9 a.m. Monday
1: through Friday. Oh, boy. We're talking about speaking in tongues. <laughs> <laughs> on, the, on the brink. I won't say any further than that, but for those of you supporting Kelly Shabaka, you can talk to her about that. So, Hey, we're back. And sir, William D.W. Stoltz is with us. I think you're D.W. Yeah. I'm not going to say his name, but I know okay. his full name. He's hair Stoltz to you and me. Yes. Senator. How are you brother, Bill? How are you? Sir? Very good. <laughs> my uh,
5: parents named me Donald I had, uh, after an uncle, but I had a cousin just a little older than me. I think to avoid a dispute, my parents gave me a nickname.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, well, I and I whether it's Don or Bill or Sir William, you got to tell the story before we get into baseball and sports. So yesterday, you you wrote to me and and Bill and I are buddies off air, obviously, and and you said, hey, good interview with the Bev Standing and TikTok, and you know Bev's a friend, and if you were still running for Senate and used us, I'd probably have her to do one of your ads, and TikTok used her voice and didn't pay her, and she was like, what the heck. And so you wrote and said, "Hey, and maybe you can. You're willing to tell your story? You had a oh. relative?
5: Oh, sure. My my cousin is a country western singer. He's uh, he's uh, Wiley in the Wild West, Wiley Gustafson. And uh, did I lose you, Tom? No,
1: nope, you didn't. We're no.
5: listening. Oh, okay, good, good. Uh, well, he did a lot of regional ads. He did the Montana tourism and other things. And he did a regional ad uh, in in uh, Eastern Washington, and uh, where he did a yodel for a little startup." Uh, internet company and uh um didn't think much of it. It was probably in the realm of a thousand dollars and he sees his uh his uh he sees the ad in his voice his trademark yodel on the Super Bowl ad so he yeah. and his lawyer have a chat and uh they do a settlement uh those things they never disclose but the attorneys I've talked to said uh oh, it's probably in the realm of one to five million dollars and then he wow. had a multi decade uh uh, uh Association with Yahoo. After that, he uh, uh, his voice appeared on the the internet startups. He's the Yahoo uh, yodeler. Yeah, well, and was, and yeah. all,
1: all yeah. you got to do is type in who did the Yahoo yodel, and it says Wiley Gustafson, the cowboy behind yeah. Yahoo's trademark yodel is singing happier tune. Back in 1996, Gustafson was paid 590 bucks to record his yodel for what he said was a one time use. Based in Sunnyvale, California. And, uh, and that, that excerpt from Wikipedia was written in 2002, but, but so fast forward, what a neat story. Yeah. And that's your cousin. Well, that's cool. He
5: calls he, he calls that his, uh, his only hit.
1: <laughs> that's uh, all it a takes is one
5: career played all over the country and put out a lot of al- albums. I think I've get, given you copies before. And he's, yeah, no, uh, I love great.
1: that, man. That's, a, that's that's it's a, a, that's uh, a it great reminded
5: sp- me when uh, uh Bev. when she was telling the story, it boy that's just uh, that's the same thing that happened to Wiley.
1: What do you think <laughs> as a you're an academic and you're you're as a long-time lawmaker, all joking aside and I know you're not a lawyer, but but Bev's standing um, what do you think she could get from this? I mean, they literally used her voice all over America. L- Lila, my wife, has a bunch of TikToks, you know, her Filipina friends. They love that with their dogs and their babies. It's all Bev's voice. I mean, I was like, good Lord. But It's literally millions, tens, hundreds of millions of times her voice has been used. What do you think she's going to make from that? Uh, it could be
5: a pretty good settlement. And uh, Wiley was lucky, my cousin was lucky, that his sister, my other cousin, who was a, a corporate lawyer and a law professor, represented him. And interestingly enough, she's now the lieutenant governor of Montana. Wow. Uh, Jeez,
1: well, no. So your prediction is she's going to make something. No, but and you, if you heard the interview, you heard me say yes. She'll never yep. work with me again. And thank God she said I'll always work with you. Yeah. Tom. Good. Yeah. So we can do Bill and Tom and Tom's lemonade stand ads. Awesome. Bevel roller eyes. Okay. Well, let's <laughs> let's talk baseball.
5: Yeah, that's an exciting time after a year off. Uh, baseball is back in the Alaska Baseball League. We have uh, five teams that are in the ABL, uh, and and the and the uh, the flagship team, the Panthers are playing, uh, uh, exhibition games against, um, I think all of the teams. So, uh, hopefully they'll be in the league again someday, but, uh, someday soon. But, uh, we're opening up at, uh, the Chugiak Eagle River, Eagle River Chinooks. We're starting our 10th season and it's uh Friday night. Um, the Chugiak volunteer fire department, who are our very first sponsor of our first game are back, uh, for year 10. And, uh, putting on, the, they're going to be there uh, with their equipment and personnel and we're going to be facing off against the bucks.
1: Wow. That's going to be, I bet that'll be
5: here. Uh, it's a shoestring operation. We're all volunteers, uh, uh, in our booster club. And, uh, so we've been, uh, we've been working, uh, around the clock, uh, to uh, try to get ready and have, have the field ready. And it's, uh, it's uh, we have a real special deal for all your listeners. Admission is free. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> I love it. Well, I with the weather, I think the weather is supposed to be nice this weekend. From what I've read, it is. It's good today, this Friday. Do you think that the season will be? Uh, uh, hampered a bit with, with COVID messaging and news, or would you say the opposite? I think the opposite, because from what I can discern, even Lyle and I don't wear a mask anymore. We wore a mask religiously, even after vaccination, up until I went out of town to Vegas last week. And we just stopped wearing them there. You had to wear them on the plane, but then we got back and now we just don't wear them anymore. I mean, just a bit. We wash our hands and stuff, but, I mean, we don't. Do you think a lot of people are like us where they're getting out, they're going to things, and is your suspicion it'll be well attended, if not the first ongoing?
5: I think think so. And always when uh, you're in the Alaska Baseball League, you can do uh, the greatest promotions and have the greatest competition. If the weather isn't good, you're not going to have a crowd. So God's, uh, God's shining on us this weekend.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I I'm, I'm looking but, right uh, now. It's I
5: think there's pent-up desire to get out and see friends and uh um it's uh, it's a it's a real uh, um uh, um it you know it, it's been become, for a lot of young families, uh it's a great entertainment option. There's not many places where you can take the kids and let them have fun and not have to dig deep into your wallet. We, we hope people buy some food at our concession stand which we keep really uh Uh, We uh, got the same prices we started with 10 years ago, and we're endeavoring to do that again, even as, as, as prices have shot up. This is supposed to be a family community experience.
1: Hey, I want to ask something as a policymaker. Bill is like, oh no, I got to go. Well, I'm yeah. Okay, that's yeah. the
5: cost of my nothing's free, Tom.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's right. <laughs> Every that's right. Every time you get on, I want to ask you some some policy questions. I look at like a. I'm not a huge fan of AEDC, and with with Dave Bronson getting in there. Um, I, I hope that they defund whatever, however many millions is go, going to, I think it's a couple million. I hope that they quit that ADC I, is I, I support unnecessary
5: AEDC being funded as long as they can come to the table and tell us what they've accomplished, <laughs> and what they've leveraged with yeah. that couple of million dollars a year. Yeah. So that means I think they ought to go.
1: Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I agree hundred percent. I, I, I
5: was trying to tease you a little
1: bit. No, I that. knew um, I could tell I was, I was waiting for you to say, wait a minute. So And then the other thing is when I look at Alaska Native corporations and some of them, the, the regionals really thriving, and I look at homeless, don't you think folks kind of in the spirit of Chinooks and baseball, don't you think we, we need to see more private sector stepping up? On the homeless issue, on the surveys like Bill Pop does these luncheons and surveys, on the trade association, the trade association model, whether it's you and my friend Rebecca Logan or whomever, they get private sector to fund it. Don't do you think that's the model forthcoming? I mean, that's what you're doing with Chinooks. I'm like the owner, Bill Stoltz, and you're like, wait, wait, I'm a volunteer. Well, the the big cost of the Chinooks, wait, it's free. You guys are really you know putting skin into the game. I'm not seeing that across the board. Some trade associations. too.
5: At the very least, there should not be grants. If we do have an association, it ought to be a year-by-year contract, and you have to have performance and make you show you what you and and have extensive auditing. It do it at have a more instead of just handing over uh, a taxpayer proceed. Yep. Uh, Make it a contract if you do have it, and I don't think uh, folks like that going to be able to swim in that kind of deep water.
1: I don't either. I, I really don't. And I and I pick on AEDC because I've had some run-ins with they them, do, and they we,
5: deserve to be picked on because yeah. what do they do other than we see his brand of politics? Yeah, uh, he's a lefty, constantly supporting a uh, a more rigid tax regime on people. Uh, uh, I, I don't see him supporting business. I see him uh, supporting the expansion of government.
1: Yep. Yep. And, and salaries included big bucks in, in the, in a, and I've known people that have worked at AEDC and I've heard the stories. So, well, Bill Stoltz on a good note, one more time, remind everybody pretty please, because okay. I don't want to end on AEDC. Okay. We're, we're going to have
5: uh, 25 players. Uh, even a couple of them are local this year. They're going to be playing their hearts out at, uh, at Lee Jordan field on, on uh Friday and Saturday, or Saturday and Sunday. Uh, Saturday's game at 7 p.m., Sunday's at 2 p.m., and uh, they're playing the Bucks on uh, on the 7th on Monday. We're not going to be there, but Mr. Seigelman is broadcasting. Oh, it. boy. We'll, we'll, have the game.
2: That. Yep. we'll have the games right here on KVNC. I love
1: it, man. You guys know your stuff. Bill Stoltz, we love you, man. Enjoy your Friday. Thanks for the pitch. No pun intended. Right. <laughs> okay. Yahoo! Okay, that's Cool Stories, visiting with Sir William Stoltz. We're coming right back an hour ahead. Stay with us, Tom Anderson Show. Tires, are you, mile? you
5: can't
7: be too sentimental.
0: Best, true, baby, blue fun, cool fun. even if it's old junk, it's still rock and roll to me. Anderson Show. Broadcasting live from the KBNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Right here on KVNT 1020 a.m. and 92.5 FM. Your best source for morning news, traffic and weather. Streaming live online at tomandersonshow.com. Phone lines are open Down 907-357-5868. That's 357-5868. Politics and news from a guy who's made it happen. Your morning drive just got a whole lot better. Good morning, America.
1: Here's Tom Anderson. Well, good morning, everybody. 806 a.m. Second hour of greatness or not greatness. Depends on how you think. <laughs> happy Friday. Tom Steigman and I welcome you. We are on Monday through Friday 7 to 9 a.m. right here on KVT. Always happy to have you. Just heard from Senator Bill Stoltz announcing the Chinooks game forthcoming. And speaking of Eagle River Chugiak, very own state senator Representing that area, and I was going to say Laura Reinbold. You at first I was going to say you took Bill's seat, but I think uh, when he retired, I think Shelley Hughes grabbed that one. Right, yours is yeah, different. Uh, yours Mike is Anna
7: McKinnon.
1: Yep, yeah, I was going to say Anna Fairclough. I forgot she's McKinnon. So Laura Reinbold joins us, and she has had a long, arduous, rough road of fighting the the good fight for her constituents. How about we give a wrap-up just on what do you think of the session, what do you think of the summer, uh, what are your thoughts on how it's going?
8: Well, it was the toughest session I've ever had by far. There's been a lot of tough sessions down there because, as you know, the old guard uh, pretty much stays in control, protects the big budgets, doesn't let change happen that is needed in many places. For example, election integrity, that bill is is stuck um, you know, the judicial reform bill we worked on so hard in judiciary, that bill is stuck. And anyway, there's just a lot of really good issues that we've worked on, even critical race theory. Uh, unfortunately that one did not, uh, make it through in the budget process, uh, that we worked towards. but there's a lot of things that need to be addressed. Vaccination freedom. I worked on that so hard. If you want a vaccine, a COVID vaccine, you should be able to take it. But if you don't, you certainly should have the opportunity to say no, Of course. and, uh, it's really sad to me. I just drove back through Canada, and I'm in district now, and to see the segregation based on the COVID vaccine is revolting to me. To see Costco, Fred Meyer, Cars, Starbucks, all these people uh, telling their their employees, making them suffer with a mask on, uh, you know, if they don't get this experimental vaccine, I think it's just outrageous. So that was one of the most disturbing, because I worked so hard on um, providing a vaccine, freedom and ability to opt out and then also uh, amendments to not be denied access to a public benefit or a store or, you know, or even a a Denali Park or or anything like that based on your vaccine status. So the budget process was chaotic. I was on four subcommittees. They never really wanted to address cuts and reductions. Um, We we got the budget at seven o'clock, the Senate, because the House you know, couldn't really get a lot of their act together in, in many act ways. You know, they started a month or so late. Anyway, so the, the Senate ended up rolling in the operating budget and the capital budget. We got it at 7 o'clock tonight before we were expected to vote on it the next day. There's all sorts of of issues with the permanent fund dividend, with the reverse sweep, with um funding issues with the the PSD anyway just a lot a lot of big issues with the budget so it it was a tough session i will tell you let alone all the mask obsession with leadership they were obsessed with my mask and wasted immense amount of time um all the pcr testing was ridiculous people were waiting an hour to get into the building i mean it it was a really really tough session
1: do you look at we're talking with state senator laura reinbold and now we're in a special session cycle we may have two of them over the summer the The CDC and all of the, well, wait a minute, maybe masks aren't that good. They went from one to two to maybe they're not necessary. Did you ever think I told you so when all this news came out? I thought it from
8: the very beginning. I mean, as you know, I think if you want to wear a mask, wear a mask. That's your freedom. That's your choice. You know, but being forced to wear a mask when you're testing negative and when you're healthy is ridiculous in my mind. So I, last April... Um, it was the first time I made the paper. was April twenty second, twenty twenty, when we were doing a huge rally outside. We were Open Alaska rally, and uh, on that day I didn't wear a mask. We were outside. We were we were honking and and trying to tell Governor Dunleavy to open the doggone state up and quit shutting churches down and shutting businesses down and choosing between essential and non essential and telling us to wear face coverings. We were kind of done. Way back last April twenty second, so. Uh, open Alaska. That was a fantastic rally. I made the newspaper way back then. I said, you know, if government can tell you to wear a face mask today, they can tell you wear a MAGA hat or a Biden hat or a Mickey Mouse hat or a red shirt. I mean, you've got to be careful where they cross the line. You need Freedom is, is needs to be defended right now. And I think people need to decide, are you going to be more of a tyrannical medical, corporate, and um, political tyranny? Or are you going to be defending the constitutional and inalienable rights of American citizens? You need to you need to choose
1: right now. Do you think that's one of the reasons? And I know you weren't involved directly with the campaign. You might have been supportive of him. I, I never asked you, but with Dave Bronson winning, uh, I mean, do you think that was kind of a a narrative, or would you say he won so close, still not in Anchorage? Because I mean, he did. He wasn't a landslide. He won by what a percent? So, so half the city has one attitude, and ha- of those that voted, and half the other. Or would you say it is kind of a mandate with his win that your mentality of, hey, a little bit more liberty... Or is it hard to? Oh, tell? I
8: absolutely think, hands down. I've known Dave for oh, I would say at least thirteen years. The man does fight for freedom. He's on the constitutional side, and I think that what Austin Quinn was doing it was unbelievable, and I think it had a significant impact that Dave was willing to fight for freedom. Um, as you know, the unions are very, very active with the the school district unions, yep. and, and the it, it, and and so it is miraculous that he won. I am thrilled and I absolutely think it was his stand for freedom and he had some really good people, Jamie Allard, uh, Bernadette Wilson, you just a lot of people I was rallying behind him. You know and, and it was it was good. A lot of the women are in the fight right now and I'll tell you I'm, yeah, I I'm, love it. I'm amazed at how many women are fighting this tyranny and how many men are not doing the soldier work that they should be doing. They should be standing up to this tyranny and not just oh, I don't want any confrontation, so I'm just going to throw my mask on. I'm sorry, but that's cowardly. You need to stand up and
1: you need Come to Come on, men. <laughs> Laura Reinbold is calling you out. No, there are I a am. lot of tough women out there. It, whether or not she did it the appropriate way with Allard, Bernadette Wilson is a friend and and really sizzle on that effort. I don't know if Amy Domboski was involved with the race or not, but I'm, I'm assuming she's going to be hired at some level. I know she's friends with Bronson and in that team. There's a lot of folks in there that you're gonna see cycle up and the Porsche uh the just not Babcock but Porsche um uh that works with the American um uh for Americans for prosperity Noble. Uh there's just there's some really good women out there that are that are working hard. And I don't know if I agree with you that, that there aren't men working hard, but your point is you'd like to see more since they're the majority in government and we will well, see. David
7: I mean,
8: Dave Donnelly standing up to critical race theory uh, Dave Bronson stood up and ran for mayor. You're on a talk radio show. There's you know, there's a lot of men's name. Not enough is what my point no, is. No, I hear you. There's, yeah. I, you know, I, there's not enough. I, I've talked so many men. I just don't want to fight. I just... I just don't want the resistance. I don't want the conflict. It's like there is conflict. They're telling you to put something over your face that is not good for you. Well, you, you have fans on
1: this. this show. Every time you call them, we got to let you go because we're going to break. But it's always a pleasure, State Senator Laura Reinbold. And you have a lot of fans that listen to my show that dig you. So keep calling in.
8: Awesome. Hey, have a, have a nice
1: weekend. Okay, you too, my dear. That's State Senator Laura Reinbold, and she has a huge fan base on my show. Stay with us. Tom Anderson Show.
0: This is The Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting
1: live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday. Well, hit me with your best shot. Good morning, everybody. We are back. Tom Anderson Show right here on KVNT. Thanks to State Senator Laura Reinbold with her thoughts. Tom and I are two men. We're getting on our combat gear to say we're men. We're fighting the fight.
2: I I was crawling under the desk because she was calling us out. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Men and women out yeah. there. By the way, PIP Alaska, if you want printing, if you want wraps, and I don't mean like the delicious, now I'm hungry again, turkey wraps at Three Bears, which is also a sponsor, but I'm talking about the the wrap like on a vehicle, or if you want indoor, outdoor decor. I was looking at a oil and gas convention in September, or I'm going to go to one in October. I'm going to go to the National Broadcasters uh, event and, and try to get into the radio seminars in mm-hmm. Las Vegas, all of those, they have booths and they have banners and they have displays. And Pip does all of that exceptionally well.
2: Right. com. Yeah. And at the NAB conference that you're going to, I mean, that's just, Miles and miles of stuff that's going to be down there. I was going to, and ask I'm going you, to the National Religious Broadcasters one well, in June.
1: Well, I was going to ask you about the NAB. So, mm-hmm. so I've never been to one, and and I wanted to go. I have friends, my buddy, who's like an heir to the Royals Royce a guy named Mike Royce. Uh, he's been on the show and I'm on his fab radio in, in Manchester sometimes w- when I'm with Rick here on the show. And I say, oh, I just interviewed with the UK. It's Mike Royce's radio station. He owns a couple bars in Manchester as well. And Royce is going to be there with his wife, Charlie Leonora, and, uh, nicknamed Charlie. And then my buddy Jared, the Secret Service agent former, he's going with his wife. I mean, there's a group of us going at the same time of that broadcaster's. Event and so I signed up for it to go to the radio show sure. uh, element of that. What what will I see? I mean, even if you haven't been, you know how they work. What what is it? is it the seminar? Is that on good radio production?
2: Yeah, there's going to be uh, seminars on all kinds of topics, everything that you could probably think of, dealing with you know radio and television is what's going to be happening down there. There'll be uh, vendors for uh, you know voiceover artists, you know that you hire through the agencies. They'll have you know all the latest and greatest toys, you know for production and you know, doing things remote so that you can be doing the show from the beach one day and why we're stuck here in frozen Anchorage. So you know that, but, they'll, so they'll we'll have, have displays of all of that kind of equipment. Wow. And, um, and it's just a, you know, it's a huge deal. Plan.
1: Is that one? I could get cards and use your tech, tech folks to help if I find something like, hey, this is a really good setup, 1500 bucks live remote. Yeah, you absolutely. Can, if I get a card, right. I'll bring it back and show you and say, hey, Steven, your techs, can they help? Yeah, exactly. Set this up? That's good.
2: Yeah, and then we'll find the right equipment and be able to make it happen. Simple as
1: that. Awesome. Want to grab lunch? Yeah. I like, hey, wait, we're on air still. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you
2: know, these conventions, I mean, like, uh, you know, the NRB, one of the national religious broadcasters that I'm going to, you know, it's just a great opportunity to network with people, you know, for uh, like you're, you're going to be seeing your friends, your uh, clients that you work with, uh, yep. you know, your people who work for you and do work for you. Uh, you know so they're great for that kind of
1: thing for the business side of it right. you know that that one the last one wasn't but this one is a definite business trip mm-hmm. the 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 other aspect of that is like mike gallagher is on before our show right. he's on the salem radio network does he go to that i um, think that some of them or is that the so, is that the patriotic event the, the there's one that they all go to and trump has gone to it's not this one is it um, that, that's like the national freedom something that they go to yeah, where they, they broadcast.
2: Yeah, well Gallagher, he goes to National Religious Broadcasters, so he usually broadcasts live there the Salem guys do. Yep. Um, you know, they'll probably be at NRB or uh, NAB also. Uh, I don't know the dates of NAB. I've never been to that one. Yeah. Uh, I've never gone down for that conference. Um, but you know, I since I'm on the board of directors for National Religious Broadcasters, I kind of tend to go to that one yeah, instead. Yeah, <laughs> no, well for
1: sure. But I love the idea and and I uh, it's it's good stuff. So yeah. I, by the no, way, you're going to,
2: you're going to have a great time though. And you're going to get overwhelmed, which is awesome.
1: So <laughs> no, I love it. Well, and by the way, I'm writing to Adam Holtz right now to say, yes, you can call in if you want, uh, because we had Laura on. Um, and right. I would love to hear from him because, um, one sec. Yes, you can call in if free, because I want to get his, uh, take the speaking of NAB. NAB, the, the, what is it? Is it N, NCB, the national cinemedia NCM out a Denver, mm-hmm. they do all the movie theater ads. Mm. So Sarah Hagen out here in the Valley, she's the rep for Alaska. So if you want to do an ad at century theater or diamond or wherever you can, you can do that. And pretty cool
2: mm-hmm.
1: that you can get your ads on like in the, in the Valley cinemas, John Schweigert's theater out here. We, we go, Uh, You know, basically your ads come on before the show starts and, you know, it's not during, but I mean, if someone goes early, it's good. If they don't go early, it sucks. That's where some of my clients are like, we don't like movie theater ads because, you know, when we go to the movies, we go right before it starts. We see none of the ads, but I'm like, a lot of people are there. And then they come back and say, but a lot are kids and I understand it. So some of my clients hate movie theater ads, no offense, Sarah, And, and others say they like them. But I, I think ultimately that is a definite methodology to get your message out. I, I recommend them if you have the budget. And to my point, A Quiet Place 2 is coming out, and that should be good. That's actually going to be pretty cool. So, and Adam is on. You yep, have Adam holds. Hey, brother, I was reading my emails while I was talking, multitasking like a drummer. <laughs> and so, so I saw that, and I wrote what I was speaking about as you were calling in was that that national send media my contact here sarah uh, said hey movie theaters are back full robust open yeah. get your ads going and they're out of denver that company and and then i and then from her i got an email this morning and it said you know tell your clients so i remember i have an ad agency tell your clients to get their ads up why because for instance this weekend she said uh, a quiet place 2 is coming back and so yep. uh, or coming on not coming back and and tell me what what's on the docket is that I know that's not family friendly, but that's kind of a cool movie, isn't it?
9: No, it was. It actually came out last weekend. Uh, the box office prognosticators, such as they are, you know, they all think they're Nostradamus, but it's you know, <laughs> prognostication is an inexact science at totally. best, right? Uh, they were estimating it would do about thirty million over the traditional three day holiday, and maybe a little bit north of that when you threw Memorial Day in. Well, it blew away those projections. It did forty-seven million over the three-day. Wow! I think fifty-eight million with Memorial Day, uh, you know, added in there, and so it definitely exceeded by a fair measure uh, everyone's estimates of what was going to happen. And I think uh, Cruella did like twenty-one point seven, something like that, which is a lower number. But you got to remember, if you've got Disney Plus, you can also get that one as a premium rental. So my guess is Disney doesn't release those numbers if you threw those in I'm guessing it would be neck and neck with uh, Quiet Place Part 2. So yeah, the box office seemed to really ignite for real in the first, you know, for the first time for what 15 16 months last weekend and for those of us who love movies that's a good thing.
1: And John Krasinski, he is the director, and he funded this one, I believe. Correct. And I, isn't his is his wife in it, or is that? Yeah, so, Emily yeah. Blunt is yeah. the main star, A- and that's one. his real yeah. wife in real life. But but he, uh, folks, you got to watch the first one. What happened? I won't ruin yeah. it for you, but watch the first one. It's Tom. Have you seen it? I have not. Oh man, you got to watch the first one. They they live. You don't know if it's Earth or not. But but normal looking homes, but they live in a place where you cannot speak, or a dinosaur looking creature attacks you. Huh. It's very scary, but there's no speaking. Yeah. And 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 I won't tell you what happens. But now there's a quiet place too. But it's like oh my gosh, it's and and it's you know these things rip you apart. There, and there's only right. a few of them in the first one, and they're out looking around, and they're. The family's See, very quiet.
2: I like <laughs> I like watching suspense movies like that with my wife because she'll cuddle right up to me. Yeah. So,
5: well,
1: you got <laughs> to <gotta> watch <laughs> kind this, of movie and, and then you go to the
9: second one. Yeah. If you saw the first one and liked it, this is more of the same, and mm-hmm. you sort of get a little bit more origin story on what happened before the events of Quiet Place, and then obviously the story moves forward. So okay, good. a lot of flashbacks in this one. Uh, if you like to, you know, like you said, be scared and jump a lot. This one uh, this one will fit that bill. And it's PG-13. So it's not over the yeah, top. Yeah, it's not bloody, Tom, Tom like,
1: where you're like, good uh, grief. Yeah, it's not like yeah. that. But it is scary when you see something attack you. You don't have to see right. the blood. You're like, oh, that was scary, like a shark. You get the point. Right. So, yeah. And no, I that's, would
9: compare that's... 1 and 2 to the difference between Alien in 1979 and Aliens, plural, in the, 1986.
0: Oh, really?
9: And, you know, it's the same kind of story, but it's they did the same thing here. It's like, well, first time around was scary. Let's amp it up you know, bigger, okay. better, faster, more. And this is, that's the case here.
1: Too. Oh boy. I'll wait till that comes out. I'm too scared to see it at the theater. I'll be having a heart attack. <laughs> yeah. I need to take so my... you can
9: sit at home with your blanket over your head. Tom. Yeah, that's right. My he baby. just doesn't want
1: to ruin his image. That's, that's what it right. is. <laughs>
9: right.
1: Hey, by the way, we were talking about, I'm going to go to the, in October, the, the National Association of Broadcasters and Tom talked about going to the, what is it?
2: The National Religious Broadcasters.
1: Do you, yeah, go, do you go to that one?
9: You know, I went, um... Last year or two years ago, COVID has scrambled my brain. You were there last year. I went last year, um, and I was going to go this year, but it's a pretty smaller smaller affair this year, and they decided I didn't need to go. Mm. I will probably be back next year.
1: Nice. Well, Tom will be there. Adam, super quick. We have like 30 seconds. Anything else other than the support uh, plugged in?
9: You know, support plugged in, and you can check out our Cruella review too if you wanted to know. How did Cruella DeVille get so evil? Yeah, uh, this movie will tell you.
1: Okay, because I might go to see that one as well. That I've heard that's a really good one. And yeah, you wonder what ticked her off. Something bad happened in her life. Yes, okay, it did. Awesome, brother. Adam, it's always always special to have you call and enjoy your weekend, bro. Thanks, Tom. I'll do okay, it. thank you, sir. That's Adam Holtz. Focus on the families plugged in, and he's the real deal. I love Adam. He everybody's like, I thought that was like a religious segment. Well, it is. He's a person of faith, but we can get down to the nitty gritty on these movies. People of sure. faith still see a quiet place, or not. That's up to you. Right. He just gives you the choices. Hey, Tom and Tom are coming back. Two segments ahead, right here on KVNT's Tom Anderson Show.
0: This is the Tom Anderson Show broadcasting live from the KVNT studios in South Central Alaska, USA. Live and local, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday, right here on KVNT, 1020 a.m. and 92.5
1: FM. FM there you go. That's Eric Abram. That's our intro. <laughs> Mixed in with jump from Van Halen. That's well, mashup you know. Tom Steichelman.
2: Yeah, sometimes I get a little overwhelmed.
1: That's right. <laughs> well, we're so happy to have Roz calling in from Matt Su. And Roz, I know there was a text. She she wanted to call in during the uh, Senator Laura Reinbold interview uh, Interview. Roz, are you a fan of Laura's? Uh, did we lose her? Ta- Roz, do we have we you? Let's see if we have Roz. We can't hear Roz.
2: No, nope. uh, we got another line calling in, though, so we'll
1: check that one. Okay. Roz, we'll get you back. <laughs> Welcome to DJ Tom Steigman's world. Yep. The-
2: Everything's clear now. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if Roz wants to call in, if Dave Steeran wants to call in, we will zap you like a bug at a picnic lunch.
2: Yeah, she was there. So I don't know if maybe she stepped away from the phone because we were at the break.
1: Yeah, uh, maybe. Well, someone's calling back. I'll, we're gonna I'll check get, on this one. We're going to get Dave Steeren, the Go- governor's outreach director for community affairs. And Dave calls in every Friday, just like Adam Holtz does. And we're also going to get Roz on and he will give me a signal. Which one do we have? We have Sir Dave Steering with us. Dave, how are you, brother?
6: Good morning, Mr. Anderson.
1: We're dealing with fun technical glitches here. Happy Friday. It looks like it's a sunny day. Anything big on your agenda?
2: Before we get going, I just want to say that was a nice way to say technical glitches, not operator error. So thank you for that. <laughs>
1: that's right. Dave, back to you. <laughs> <laughs> Dave knows you got to treat your producers nicely. <laughs>
6: yes, Tobin, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's right. You, you and Tobin had a good relationship. So, So how goes it, brother? Well, it
6: is beautiful out. It is uh, sunny. And I have not reviewed my to do list for the weekend, much like everybody else in this conversation are issued one. So uh, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Maybe go to the market, see our buddy Arthur Keys, uh, maybe do a little hiking. I, I have no idea.
1: Yeah, I know. I'm about the same. We've got some gardening and things like that, but that gets old. I like to get off campus. I might drive to Talkeetna, which is I'm in Meadow Lake, so it's not far and just to have lunch or something, grab a burger. But no, it's this is a good time for all of that. I uh I'm very proud of the governor for getting on Fox News Neil Cavuto. We played that clip and shared it on our podcast. Uh that was a good one where he basically defended with this Biden uh effort. So basically shut down stuff. Is there any surprise? I mean, I know Mike, the governor said that, that he wasn't surprised to kneel.
6: No, I don't think anybody in Alaska is surprised when a guy who gets elected president and his handlers decide that that oil is bad, jobs are bad, and we should all learn to make solar panels like they do in China for 12 bucks an hour, that he would, that he, the, the or they, the Biden administration would take steps to do this. You know, and it, it, it's always interesting when, it, whenever government or environmentalist groups sue and they halt or slow development of this project or that region or or what have you, they they're they're never responsible for providing alternative jobs. We no, keep hearing true. a lot about you know how, how uh, you know, carbon emissions are are going to destroy the planet. Oh, Okay, now, so would you take? Uh, Alaska's carbon emissions via our resource development, or just your average day in downtown Beijing, as a concern about carbon emissions. Which which area or region do you think does a better job of doing things cleaner, smarter, and with a reduced impact on the environment? The the daily Beijing commute, or developments up on the North Slope, or frankly across the state, and the Biden administration clearly chooses to not reconcile that logic and it's just easier for them to say no
1: well and i look at the keystone pipeline and even Justin Trudeau the guy who says hey mankind should be changed to people kind i mean you want to talk about metrosexual poster child uh guys like him even said please president biden don't shut down keystone and he did and some of the folks Give me a break. Tongue in cheek said, well, it's affecting indigenous lands. Uh, The casino owning Americans, I'm sorry, the American Indians, uh, they they didn't seem to have a problem with with the majority of states having casinos on their lands. I think that, you know, the, the footprint of a pipeline is much less than a casino and a parking lot. I, my, my words, not yours, but it frustrates me the rationale And the bullet points and the talking points upon which to shut down projects. It doesn't make sense. You were talking Alaska, but I look at that in particular. We've, we've covered the Keystone for so many years. And I know you did on your show and it's like, really, you're shutting that one down. And now railroad ideas shutting down. I mean, he just, he, like you mentioned with your joke on solar panels. Um I don't know what their alternative is, and you just said it you could, if you do shut down something and you say there's efficacy for the decision, at least give an alternative for jobs, and they're not doing that because they don't think like that
6: oh not at all they don't they don't care i mean they you have an administration that that wants to to extend the federal government paying people not to work uh not not for a few months, but they 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 have a proposal where it would be for several years all under the auspices of of COVID impact. And, and if anyone's been paying attention to any of the reporting over the past two to three days, you'll find that, that the the place where President Biden wants these resources developed or managed by China, uh, they're on the hook for a lot of, of answers owed to the American people over the origin of this virus. So when you have an administration, give Alaska the finger, and then say, well, you know, we can't really go too hard into the pain against China because we want to work with them, and we want to apparently continue to buy our our minerals and and have them have a, a foot on our throats for energy. It, it really sends mixed messages to Alaskans and the American people. And you know, it's it's nothing new. We saw this under the Obama administration, and the Biden administration has proudly said they're just a continuation of the Obama policies.
1: Yeah. You're spot on. It's And it's a, I, I roll my eyes thinking, what's the solution? Is it one lawmaker? Is it one executive? No. I think it takes a village, and I think that we have to come together. You're not going to see that with the U.S. Senate race. Hopefully, Dunleavy doesn't have an opponent in 2022, anybody of substance, and he gets in for a second term if he chooses to do that. So we have some consistency I, it, it just, I shake my head. I have a question. You know, me, rabbit trail, Anderson, Tom Steigerman, manager of CBI media. And I ricks out until m- mid June, Tom and I were talking about steaks. And I know you were a connoisseur of that stuff, barbecue and libations and gustatory pleasures and yada, yada. And Tom said, you, Tom, you threw out something about Omaha steaks. And that at one point you got that mailed to you, Dave, right. have you ever done that? Got that the frozen uh steaks and the cheesecake and the bacon and all that stuff. I want to do that one of these days cuz I've heard they're really good. But 3 Bears is a sponsor and my buddies there say, dude, just get it fresh at our store. And I agree with that too. Have you, you No, know, heard- I
6: grew up in Nebraska. Yep. I've never had a steak from Omaha Steaks.
1: Okay, I, and that's the reason I ask. I knew that you were a Nebraska kid. Okay. So, and I wondered if they had ever like sponsored your show. You were the Rush Limbaugh of Alaska. No, no you
6: know? I it, I mean, like, like I didn't even know what an Omaha steak was until I flew out of the Omaha airport, and I saw like, what is that? Oh, we, we, we free steaks and, and ship them all over the country. Oh, okay. or I could just go to my butcher at my grocery store no, and just have him carve the it. steak. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm – I'm going to have to uh, agree with your friends at Three Bears. Just, just uh, you know, get a whole roast, have them cut it to however uh, thick you want your your steaks or chops or what have you. Or, or yeah, you'll be do it local as good or better than having something frozen and shipped to you that was
1: probably Imagine, prepared weeks ago. Imagine the great Dave Steering, three, four, five, six years and now, comes back to radio, gets a million dollar offer from Omaha Steaks. He's like, "This is the Dave Stearin show, reminding you to eat." Juicy, succulent Omaha Steaks. Well,
6: pretty sure my previous comments will make sure that that never happens.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you're a my pillow guy, okay, brother. Well, I appreciate it as always. Enjoy your weekend, Adam Holtz, and I. You know we have focus on the families. Adam Holtz, and he's a great guy. Uh, I love listening, and you've listened a couple times to he he and I rap, him and I rap, and and he talked about the Quiet Place too. And Carilla Deville, are you going to see either of those with your lovely bride? Yeah,
6: you know, we we uh. I, I, I like to go uh, to see movies that have more superheroes in space. Battles I know, me than too. Scary things jumping out of me a closet too. and making me yell loudly. In the I theater.
1: knew you were my cousin. Yeah, me too. I'm not going either, but I do like those movies. Okay, brother Dave, thanks so much. Enjoy your weekend, Talk man. To you next week. Tommy. Okay, cheers, buddy. Yeah, no, I'm with Dave. I like superheroes in space and fantasy movies. So, sorry, that's me. Stay with us. <laughs> One segment ahead, Tom Anderson show.
0: This is The Tom Anderson Show, broadcasting live from the KVNT studios, 7 to 9 a.m., Monday through Friday.
1: 48 minutes after the hour Tom Anderson Show. Boy, we're in wrap-up. Then Charlie Kirk is next up. We have one segment left. Tom, how quickly time flies when you're having fun, like with Roz on. We finally have Roz Matsu. What I asked, my dear friend, Roz, is you must be a fan of Laura Reinbold, because I know that she uh, pulls on the heartstrings when she talks about liberty and patriotism and such. Did you hear my interview with her?
7: I didn't actually. I heard Dalton after, and, um, <laughs> you know, his opinion, because you hear it daily, right? You, bet um, you But what I wanted to say is Laura really was not addressing you guys was addressing the men that she works with on a daily basis that are not standing with her. And it perplexes her. You know, just like it perplexes me how men don't stand with Dalton. Because we are in a time of assault against our freedom. And it's, you know, women can stand up, right? In the Bible, there was Deborah. There was um, Ruth, there was Naomi, you know, there were examples of women that stood up, but of the 66 Bibles, uh, books in the Bible, only two are devoted to women. Most of it is devoted to you men. So I am now speaking to the laymen. I am now speaking to the men of Wasilla, of Palmer, of Anchorage. Where are you? please stand up. We need you in this hour. We need um, men to stand up and say, what's going on? What What are we going to do? How are we going to stop this assault that is against our freedom? How are we as a community going to band together and be a force to be reckoned with? Critical uh, race theory is the Thing that is trying to be implemented in our schools against our children, what's the next generation going to look like? You
1: know, yeah, that's scary. BLM, it, that is scary.
7: BLM came up to uh, Palmer? Come on, we've got we've to gotta stand up and let them know, don't come here. We do not agree with your mindset. We will not align with your ideology. We are against you and we are a force Reckon with. And by the way, so, Roz, when
1: we talk to you about this, you, you're not just, uh, when we talk about ethnicity, what's your ethnicity? Because I know it, but I want the public to know you're not just white from Kansas. I mean, aren't no, you Puerto I'm, Rican? I'm
7: Puerto Rican and black from Democratic New York City. Yeah. Okay.
1: There you go. So half black, I know half Puerto what a Rican. that Democrat
7: will do, what that mindset will do, it arose and corrodes from the inside. And if we don't stand strong against their principles and ideologies, they will infest us like, like worms infest a dog and we will be in, in bad shape.
1: Okay. And and let, let's talk about critical race theory for a moment. We're talking with Roz from the Valley, and she's a businesswoman here and an activist and community servant and a parent and a grandparent. And, and she just said she's half African-American, half Puerto Rican. And she says, hey, we don't need Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. Then you said something about critical race theory. You said, hey, that is toxic. And to rewrite American history is not a good thing. Why do you think that agenda, I know you can't speak for the folks, is it is it truly from the black side? Is it that they want reparations or money? Or from the liberal side, is it to undermine a capitalist or, or libertarian agenda? I wonder what the rationale is to support
7: okay, so this. so I'm going to tell you honestly, <clears throat> most black people do not stand for this. They are not... For this, They know that this is an ideology that's being set up to dismantle America, okay? You and when you say and...
1: this, you mean about the normal African-American doesn't say, yeah, let's report that, what, Washington, then Jefferson, then John Adams, Madison Monroe, they're all scumbags because there was no. slavery during that time. You're saying most blacks don't want to have that narrative, which is good.
7: No, they don't. No, they don't. No, they don't. They know that America is the greatest place on the earth. Okay, you might have a handful of brainwashed morons that believe that nonsense, but most black Americans, even in the ghettos of New York City, okay, they understand there's a narrative out there, but they're too busy trying to hustle to make a dollar to go for that nonsense. Okay, America's been fine. They know that this is something that has crept in unawares, right, we've been unaware, we've been preoccupied with, you know, just hustling for a dollar, that this has crept in and now this is an agenda that saying, whoa, whoa, I I don't really stand for that.
1: And what about, what about whenever someone says, and I haven't heard this in my circles because I don't hang around racist people, but you know, some people raise an eyebrow and say, wait a minute. And again, Ross is half African American, half Puerto Rican. Some folks say, Hey, look at the looters in Minneapolis. They don't even know who George Floyd is, who was kind of a scumbag. Now they're glorifying him. I'm sad he died, but I mean, I didn't know the dude and he had a, a life a crime and and was a loser. So, I mean, to put him up on a pedestal as a victim or a martyr, no thanks. But all of a sudden, people are looting in Seattle, taking over city blocks. Portland was the worst. Minneapolis. And, and, and some are blacks and they're looting. And so, some people the narrative is, look at the blacks the looting. They don't even care. That's also a very, to use the word in a different context, that's a very small minority as well, isn't it? That's not yeah. the total. It's a, it's a few ding-dongs doing that i think you're right i think you're well, right
6: i think
7: i really think you know social media has its good and its bad right but in a year social media has been inundated with truth people were stuck in their house conservatives you know uh right-minded individuals looking at these scenarios and saying wait a minute this 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 doesn't weigh out right you know, um, where did they get the money, first of all? Okay, how was this funded? Everybody knows that things have to be funded, okay? Everybody knows people can't just, you know, uh, come up with these ideas. They have to start somewhere. And there's been enough truth put out there for people to see, yeah, it's not exactly what we thought it was. So, we're almost, uh, you know, George George Floyd, it was a year ago now, and a lot of people who stood for it then don't stand for it now. They got it, because they didn't riot. How how much rioting was there this year as opposed to last year? It was a lot less.
1: Yeah, no, it's (sighs) a... I don't know. I mean, I I know some of that's rhetorical, your questions, and some of it, at the end of the day, the statistics are not in favor of these antagonists. And Tom, you go to Anchorage Baptist Temple, and Roz, I don't know if you've ever popped into that church, but are you seeing that? You you have a, a, a swath of African Americans and Puerto Ricans and Hispanic and Latinos mm-hmm. and Filipinas sure. and and, and uh, Asians and, and Islanders. Are you seeing that? Or, I mean, the, with the Christian integrity intact there, you're probably not seeing that breakdown of the pillars of curriculum.
2: No, not so much there. I mean, you know, it's a, you know, pretty conservative church and people are fairly active, you know, they're voters, you know, those kind of things getting involved that way.
1: Yeah. yeah. Roz, what are you seeing? You, you and Dalton and family moved from Anchorage to the Valley. Are you happy to be out here? I mean, I sure like it out here. No offense to Tom. I grew up in Anchorage, was there 35 years, but it is nice to be in the Valley. Well,
7: for me, it's a little slow. I'm going to be honest. You know, I'm. I, I was born and raised in New York. I'm used to more happening, more going on. Even our store in Anchorage had a lot more traffic. But you know, I want to tell you. Last year, I went to a, the Black Lives Matter uh, uh, get out or whatever it was down in Anchorage, and I actually spoke to the woman who organized it, and I knew one of the women who um, was affiliated. She actually felt like her uh, <clears throat> her um, event was hijacked by Black Lives Matter because it wasn't really what she stood for. But I, I, I prayed with the leaders of the Black Lives Movement. And I'm going to tell you something. Most blacks and Hispanics have a Christian or a Catholic upbringing or, you know, grandma, auntie, mama, who's a praying woman, You know, and prayer infiltrates all of that mess, okay? I don't care how far you get to the left or to the right. You got a good praying mama, grandma, auntie, with your name on a prayer list that they're interceding for you. Your days are numbered. Truth is going to interfere, and you are going to be...
1: Enlightened. Restored yeah. to God and no. enlightened. Absolutely. Roz, we, we're heading out of time. It's always a pleasure to hear from you, my dear. God bless you. Keep up the fight, and thanks for your honesty and veracity. Yeah. I love and it. hey,
7: guys, don't yeah. forget. I'm calling you out, man. We need you. Stand <laughs> up.
1: Keep we your man you card. Don't give up your man card. That is Roz. We love her out in the valley. Hey, Tom Steichelman, enjoy your weekend.
2: I will. I'm going to be doing baseball games out here in Wasilla in a few hours. That's Woo-hoo! right,
1: folks. Listen to T KFC. Listen to the stations. Engage. Attend those. Attend to the Chinooks like Bill Stoltz talked about. Drive safe out there, and God bless.